Welcome back to JM Radio, everybody. My name's Jeremy Siegel, alongside my co-host, Mike. Yo! Hi. Yeah, I I, th- I thought I'd go with a like a less excited intro to match the level of what I'm feeling most days instead of putting on a face mask. But how are you, Mike? Pretty good. I mean, I'm, I, Kevin Plogs hit an RBI double. I have the Mets game on in the background before we recorded this, so I was just a little bit hyped. Also... This is the week of E3, and we didn't have it all last week, last year, so I'm very excited about that. Tomorrow's Nintendo's press conference, or well, when this comes out today, probably. So let's go. I put fifteen dollars down on Crash Bandicoot Seal. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot. He he's Aku-aku. probably in my like most likely percentile of getting in Smash. I just want him to get in Smash so he get more games because that'll make his popularity go up and they continue making games with him. Well, they just released uh, the trilogy on Switch, right? So that's why I feel like it might happen. The trilogy has been out forever on Switch. They might have just yeah. released the fourth one. Oh, okay. I don't know. On Switch. I know something got released on Switch recently. You know what else got released and we didn't talk about last time? Bo Burnham's special. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, you know, I think we missed the train to talk about it. I'm already, like, sick of it. Um, I'm not. That's the only music I listen to now. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, like, it's not... I really like Bill Burnham. Um, I don't think he's, like, super ha-ha funny, but he's super smart and talented. Yes. And the music is, is really good. What? No, I was, I was saying that's very true. It's It's more like... Moody. I wouldn't even call it a comedy special at this point. I mean, I don't know. It just is a comedy special. Like I wouldn't either, but he's just like, it's a it's a special. It's a special event more than a comedy special. I, I don't it's know like a pay per view, but like a WWE pay per view or something. It's not like I don't know. It's not a comedy special. It's not like Tom Segura just standing. No, in, I know it's stage. not like that, but just like by definition, it's a comedy special. It's not really up for debate. It, it's debatable. No, he's Everything calling it a special. <laughs> he tweeted, watch my special. Bleh? Um, I don't know. I, I, but the I music's know great. I know what you're saying. And yeah, no, it's really good. And like, it's, uh, it's kind of just, it's more of like a descent into madness than a, um, a comedy special documented on film. But he's just really yes. good with like insane what he did all on his own and the songs he wrote are really good. But like yeah, I I've heard them so much in the past few weeks already that it's just I wouldn't be surprised if he was my top artist of the year, sadly, for the amount of times I've listened to him just in this last week and a half or two weeks. You know, I forgot how like young he was and that he wasn't like a very he's only popular like within our age bracket. Something I learned. I, I mean, he even people. references, yeah, he even references, like, his age gap being, like, weird, because it's, like, very sp- specific, like, 30 and younger. Yeah, or, like, exactly. I was talking to other people about him on Discord, and, like, nobody knew who he was, um, because they were all, like, older. How it's dare they? Weird. They're not fans of this podcast, obviously. It's our core audience, too. It's 30 and younger, or, like, whatever we are and younger. And, oh, not really, honestly. Uh, 
That's not true. Everyone's welcome here. I just feel like we talk yeah, about. Yeah, what do you? Yeah. We talk about things that are more now. But I say yeah, that as I recommend. Three, and here you are, like. As I recommend songs words. from the '60s. So yeah. Uh, so we're we're a podcast for everyone. Unlike oh, yeah, Bo Burnham, who is very limited. Yes. The, like, what the do best you comedy special Eve? I've ever seen, and it wasn't even funny. What do you want to say about E3? Nothing. Anything I'm, else? I'm excited it's back, and I'm ready for. I'm super excited for the Nintendo conference tomorrow. I love to get advertised too for an hour. I'm gonna watch it at work during lunch. Productive worker, I see. During Good lunch. to admit on a podcast. <laughs> during lunch. Your boss is gonna hear this. Go, this motherfucker. He. We asked him, "Can we use the projector in the conference room to watch it?" He said, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fine. Uh, anything else to report on your end? Um, you know, to start watching that show, Sweet Tooth. It's kind of good. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. It's uh, I think Bo Burnham's thing is ushering in the the COVID media. This is also kind of about like a post-apocalyptic virus, and then like as this virus happens um kids who are like half animal half human start being born and the show's about that kind of weird but it's also really good like did not think i was gonna like it i started it because it looked weird i wanted to see what it was okay well you haven't heard of sweet tooth at all nope maybe one day i'll get around to it i have so many other shows to get to before that so uh what do you have to get to oh god too long a list to get into here. Now we're not a TV podcast, as far as I know. I don't know Unless anymore. You like to switch. <laughs> the farther we get in, we might switch to a whole other entertainment field. Jesus. Okay, uh, you want to jump into it? Yeah, let's jump into it. If you said no, that would have been hilarious. Just end the podcast. You had a way out, Mike. I could have just didn't said take let's it. not jump into it. And then the podcast would have just ended. Like, thanks, everybody. Well, we'll see you next time. Uh, all right. So long, Gabe Bowser. Okay. Uh, that's my joke. Uh, week 21. You definitely learned so long, Gabe Bowser, from me. Don't lie. No, I learned it from Achievement Hunter. Damn. A long time ago. Rip. They're still around. <laughs> I just, nobody watches them anymore. I still watch them. You still watch Achievement Hunter? Okay, I'm going to get into what I watch. Week 21, A Guilty Old Man Summer is the name of the playlist. Uh, really sl- slowing down on these names. I think I report I this mean, every you're week. Just, you're just combining song names randomly. It's not like a... I get, like, you don't have to have something kind of creative every week. It's, it's, I don't really hurts. care. But I care, Mike. I care. Well, there's nothing tell our fans song care. Names. Whatever. You got any shout-outs this week, Mike? Yeah, I want to talk about Stop Fucking Bunting by Puig Destroyer, which oh, is a God. metal band um, about baseball. It's an idea that I love exists. Um, and I agree. Please stop bunting. Bunting. Nobody wants to see you bunting. But yeah, this is kind of just like a a fun little side project that seeing people like some guys did. Like short, fun little songs about baseball. Um, I definitely appreciate it, and I like this song because I hate bunting. 
old old school announcers who talk about this guy should bunt. Please listen to this song. Because no. Hit dingers. That it? That's that was your speech. That was my Bob Costas. Okay. I think Bob Costas wouldn't like this song. No, I just think of him as like an old school announcer. I think at this point he's considered old school. Uh, I disagree. I think bunting's great, and I think it should be implemented more. Except bush league bunts during no hitters; those should be banned. Other than that, bunting should be more encouraged. What's what's so fun about hits that go two feet? Because I hate the fucking shift. And if you can beat a shift on a bunt, I'm all about it. Shifts ruin baseball. No, fuck the shift. You can't have seven guys on one side of the field because the guy always hits it to that fucking side of the field. I hate the shift. The shift is ruining baseball. I'm trying to think of what player you like the shift is like fucked over that you'd be mad about, and I can't think of anybody. What? I'm just, I said I'm trying to think of why are you mad at the shift? Is there a, like a specific player who got screwed by it? No, I, I just know. hate the idea. I hate every time when there's like three people on one side of the infield. It's just like, well, that's basically an out. Me personally, I like um, like having Lindor where like magically teleporting to where every ground ball is. What's seemingly is happening this year. It's nice. It's cool. The Mets are shifting a lot better. I don't know why. Better uh, analytics, yeah. I guess. They're also getting injured a lot better, like usual. So. They're also in first place a lot better. The mm. D-backs have lost, left, has lost shut up, like shut up, shut up. 14 games in a row on the road or something. Okay, my shout-outs this week are uh, uh, Guilty by Yonaka. Uh, I think hands down this... Uh, uh, what's the name? Singer. Uh, I'm going to butcher her name. Theresa Jarvis. Uh, deserves a lot more attention. I, this is a stripped-down version of this song. Listen to the original as well. But it's like a punk, rage-filled, power-punk sound, and I love it. And they just don't get enough credit. And the other song I want to shout-out is Mike's song, Versace Summer by Jank. Ooh, oh, uh, wait. I kind of had a shout-out for that, and I forgot, but it's going to go ahead. I'm really starting to get into the pop punk phase again because I'm now listening to Origami Angel and this song a lot more because of this podcast. And so I'm getting into this new wave of pop punk and I just wanted to like shout it out because like I didn't appreciate it before you started recommending these songs and I was a punk guy. It's, punk is like a young man's genre, I think. And I, yep, I guess we're still true. young. But like... What, what do you mean, I guess? We definitely are. Eh. I, I, nah. <laughs> I just played baseball. All my extremities hurt and internal parts hurt after one game. We're not young. Uh, or I'm not young. So, I don't know. I just like this new wave of punk music, and I appreciate it. And I can feel the roots back to, like, All-American Rejects and the punk I used to listen to back in the day. The punk, uh, pop, pop punk of, like, the 2000s where I was raised. I can feel it getting inspired by that so i, I really like the... yes i can feel it uh do you want to do your little shout out to jank or um or is that it basically no i don't have much else to say but i just it's the same people who from uh Panucci's pizza that band we talked about before oh i didn't know nice, that nice, okay uh like 
the song feels like summer. I like the sound a lot. Um, I like that this. I like that line. Watch that garlic go all up in that dough. In this context, I don't know. I don't know why they chose that description, but it looks like pretty cool to me. Um, but yeah, this is also one of the band where you like don't get into them too much because they like the bleed singer did a kind of bad thing with like an underage person or whatever. But you know, it's your choice if you want to separate the art from the artist. However, they do it. What do you think about that, Mike? Do you want to talk about that really right now? Yes, I do, because this is a music podcast that's music related. What do you think about that argument? Like uh, Michael Jackson, supposedly. So I have, or... there's a line for me. Like somebody, if somebody tweeted like some slightly problematic thing when they were like 12, sometimes I can get past that, I guess, right? But, okay. you know, Woody Allen, or after reading the stuff that Woody Allen did, I don't want to watch this. Like, are you serious? So, so, so there's like certain people who are like I'll separate. So you're in the middle, basically. Yeah, I guess so. How about you? Okay. Uh, I would agree with that mostly. Although I think I'm more on the separate artist or art from artist. If I like a song, I'm gonna keep listening to it. I still like Ignition by R. Kelly. He did horrible things, probably or confirmed. I don't know where. Yeah, that I mean, landed. he would probably be somebody where I would draw the line, but I don't know. Up to you. I don't listen to Michael Jackson just because I don't like Michael Jackson music, really. How do I, actually? Um, so, yeah, like, I, that's not the reason I don't listen to him. It's just I don't want to listen to him. But I, I still have artists that I know, like Jank or Panucci's Pizza. I'm like, I'm going to listen to your songs because I like them. Do you like Panucci's Sorry. Pizza? Yeah, I did like Panucci's Pizza, the one you recommended. So That's the thing. They're good. So you don't want to, like, you know. What if, Mike, in this hypothetical, something happened with Origami Angel? Would you still listen to Origami Angel if Ryland did something? Or one of those guys did something? Did. If Ryland, like, raped an underage girl, I would probably stop, like, listening to this stuff, yeah. Okay. But if, like, well. I don't know. If it's something that where people are, like, seeking him out to just cancel him and it's not really a huge deal. Fair I'll still listen. Okay. I obviously well, love them so much. That... If you guys ever wanted to know our opinions on that, now you know. Yeah. <laughs> I like those little segments. We need more of those in our show. Yeah. Uh, Why not? It sounds more genuine. Uh, instead of like, this is a song. It was good. Um, do you want to go first or shall I? Um, I mean, you just mentioned Ryland, so maybe I can talk about Ron Hack. Go ahead. Um, so, second order got me into song. Um, this is from their earlier EP, Doing the Most. A much shorter, simpler song than Dr. Hoomst. Um Has that dialogue slash quote thing from the beginning with the late Herman Cain, who uh, he, he bowed out of the presidential race in 2012, and I think he used this quote like twice, and he like falsely attributed to it to something else. But like, it was a quote from the Pokemon movie, and he had to like he said it again, I guess, and he corrected himself. Um, I really like that quote at the beginning where he says, like, I believe this came from a Pokemon movie. Um, Add some Gen Z quirkiness and personality. Um, like, it's a pretty short song. I could probably just, like, talk about all the lyrics and recite them all. But, like, I'm not gonna. Only some of them. Uh, it's very straightforward and meaningful. Like, talking to maybe, like, an ex-partner or a friend saying things like, 
remember what you told me. It got to stay strong. I don't think you were wrong. Um, everything about the song, like kind of, it kind of hits lyrically, even though I don't really relate to it. Um, like you can just, you can just understand. I like, guess you can see, um, saying like like somebody who's moved on from them. I think like telling them they found people who like them and got help. Um, not that the person who's talking to cares though. And the most catchy, catchy part, my favorite line, saying like, "I started bettering me because I wanted to be like you," which is like a top comedy line still for me. Um, so kind of reminds me of last summer being at home, hanging at home, being at the talking on Discord a lot, hanging around in town. Yeah, no, I really this is this is definitely one of my top origami angel songs, but it's like not not as like chunky. It's very straightforward vanilla. It's nice. Chunky. That's all I got out of that. No, uh I definitely didn't like this one as much as Dr. Holmes, but it was good. I, I did enjoy it. It just had some nice lines. That's pretty much it. You know? Yeah, it's Pokemon Go to the Poles. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't use that, but maybe that wasn't relevant yet. Or uh, that's probably relevant at that point. I don't know. I guess either one fits. But yeah, Origami Angel. I, I don't know what their genre is. I think it's like post-punk. I think is what Wikipedia calls them, or new wave punk. But yeah, that makes sense. New wave, ne- neo punk, because neo means new in Latin. No, <laughs> not neopets. Never neopets. Never neopets. What the fuck? Always. No, neopets. I was a webkins. Think about all your neopets probably dead right now. No, I was a webkins person. Never played neopets at all. I don't think so. One of my first gaming experiences was being really upset uh, that I sold my one of my Neopets or something. I regretted it or something. I lost. I don't know. I don't know. No I don't know what a Neopet okay. is, really. I, I have nothing to add to that. I just don't know what it is, really. All right, well, you can do your next song. Uh, my next song is a collective note on songs. These are all protest songs from the 60s and 70s. Um. It was The Times Are Changing by Tracy Hatman, which is a cover by Bob Dylan, or oh, um, yeah, Bob like Dylan's that. song. The Fish Cheer slash a lot of other words by Country Joe and The Fish. And I'd Love to Change the World by Ten Years After. Those are all protest songs from the 1960s, 70s. And I think the reason, or not I think, the reason I recommended all these songs at this time was during the pandemic or during 2020. This was like height of George Floyd protests in America. And so yeah, I was I like revisiting the civil rights songs or the counterculture songs of the 1960s and 70s because I was like, yeah, let's delve back to another protest era. And uh, this, this music was all very essential to that uh, movement and trying to spark change in people and the civil unrest and uh, artists trying to express that through music, and some people would say that's the better they were doing that for better record sales, like pandering almost. But I think it felt genuine. I think now is much worse when you get an artist that's like, uh, I don't know, they just use like names. I, there's an Alicia Keys song out that's just like, she just literally says Michael Brown. And all the names of the guys who died in the last year. And it's just like, 
you're obviously pandering. These felt more genuine. And so I was going through songs and I was like, oh, I think Mike should hear these. I don't know why, but I was going through the phase, so I suggested them to Mike. Um, but the one song that got like heavy rotation at that time was uh, I'd Love to Change the World by 10 Years After uh, because I think it perfectly captures the counterculture of the 60s and 70s, but also my feelings on the new wave of like strife in America that at this time in the line, I'd love to change the world, but I don't know what to do. So I'll leave that up to you. And I know that's probably like, you didn't do anything. It's like, I went to a protest when this was all happening in Austin and, but you feel powerless. Yes, I did. Uh, forget what park park it was at, but it was at downtown park and you feel powerless almost. Um, also, like Bo Burnham said, I'm a white guy, so maybe I should just shut the fuck up. Uh, powerful words spoken by another it's white Siegel, guy. You're talking right now. Ha uh, ha! But I choose to do this. And you can start a podcast too. That would be a perfect segment to be like, Anchor, sponsor us so we can <laughs> shout you out where to put your podcast, but they don't sponsor us. Um, but yeah, that's that was my little thing. These were all protest songs, and I was just kind of revisiting them and trying to compare them to what was happening in the world on top of the pandemic last year. And uh, my favorite one is the I'd Love to Change the World by 10 Years Apart. Uh, so, you have any thoughts on any of those? I know you said Tracy Chapman's song was good. Not really. I liked um, I hadn't heard the cover. I think I knew the song before, though, but I liked it. Um, that's pretty much it. All these songs are like, all right. Okay. Well, just wanted to explain why they were just a random batch of like. You don't, you don't want sort to of stop complimenting songs. What? I don't know. No, I don't, ever, I don't ever. I don't ever want to. No, shut up. Uh, I want to. This is one of maybe after we record. I just don't know why you like like punting. I'm gonna hear it. I gotta hear you out. I, we can make a whole podcast on why bunting is beneficial as a bonus episode. Um, do you have another song to talk about this week? Yeah. Sorry. Um, okay. Apartment by Modern Baseball, which is a lovely song about like the progressions of meeting love love interest in like a modern college type setting. Um. And it feels like a poetic, like little short story, like Haromi Hosa. Uh, no, no, fucking uh, Haruki Murakami esque. But it's an Hurricane email. Murakami. Hurricane Murakami. That's what I said. <laughs> Haruki Murakami. Like a wrestler. I mean, that would be awesome. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Well, like talking about each time the narrator saw the presumable, presumable. Presumable girl in her apartment. Um, this and Rom Hack are two of like my favorite songs, like lyrically on this playlist. Um, that's why I'm just gonna keep listing like the lyrics, like "Your Loose Ends, My New Friends," and maybe one of my favorite lyrics ever, where he says, "All those classes in high school we fell asleep in, and now I could hardly close my eyes." Like, damn. Um, so it has that corny, like edgy modern baseball silliness, and like in that song "Tears Over Beers" I showed you. Um, I'm glad they keep that flavor for the most part. Um, 
Well, like, damn, I know I gushed about Dr. Hooms last week, but between this and Rom Hack, like, I'm going to be torn about these rankings more than I expected. Is that in your notes, too, or is that off the cuff? I'm not telling you. <laughs> that means it was in your notes. Uh, not really. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, I got distracted. Did you ever fall asleep in class, Mike? Is that what you want to admit something? I mean, no, I don't think I ever did. I did a hard time. I always had a super hard time not 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 falling asleep in class. Oh, okay. Seagull, this is the first week I don't have any of your songs in my top five. Oh, well, thanks. That'll be a tough I... week to... Oh, no, it won't, because I have yours. Anyway, I have one more song before we get to the top five. Call It A Day by Dean Ray, who liked our post and sent us a dm so shout out to dean ray seems like a cool guy uh he's a blues and roots artist out of new south wales australia didn't know he was australian so that's even cooler uh he was a runner up on the x factor in australia and i have a question mike do you think that hinders your career to have that sort of mark next to your name like Runner up, even if you won, it's like he'll always be known as the guy from X Factor <laughs> or so. American Idol or any of those shows. Michael Jordan got cut from his high school team, and you know, but he doesn't have that moniker next to his name for his entire life. He became Michael Jordan. Oh, everybody knows I don't that. Think about you him. Can... It's not, I feel like whenever this guy gets introduced at a bar, it's gonna be, and you might have seen him on the X Factor, <laughs> Dean Ray. Like, he even changed his name, I think, from when he appeared on The X Factor to when he became an artist. Uh, so that's interesting. Like, he's trying to distance himself. Dean Ray's a cool name. Yeah, that's his artist's name, I think. Because um, he had a he different name when he was on his real name. But anyway, it was just interesting. He got famous, actually, off a, a cover of Betty Davis Eyes, which we talked about, I think, the second week in this podcast. Yeah, a song that you definitely played nine billion times. She got Betty Davis eyes. Um, but this song, Call It A Day, is uh, it colorfully speaks uh, of a breakup and or distancing between two people that have gone through a ring, uh, gone through the ringer, and should just call it a day and let the credits play on their relationship. Um, which is my favorite line: "Let the credits play." I don't know why it's just very. Imagery personification, very imagery uh, of pennies. Shut up. It's quite uh, imagery. Uh, it's a classic blues rock feel and uh, reflective driven lyrics that really emphasize the greatness of the song to me. I don't know. It look. It's late. I'm tired, but I like this song. That's all you need to know. Uh, do you want to do your imagery. top five, or do you have another song? No, I'm done. Like I'm gonna do my top five, which, like I said, is only my songs this week. Mm. I ca- I call it down the middle. I haven't had this. It's week twenty-one. This is the first time it's been only my songs. Okay. All right, want me to go? I'm going. Okay. Um, Blues and Dallas, the Mountain Goat song at five. We didn't talk about. Um, Old Man Samson by Whole Wheat Bread at the at four. Also good. That I didn't talk about. Um, Versace somewhere at three. Apartment at two and Rom Hack at one. Okay. Mine is five high low by the unlikely candidates. Didn't talk about my song. Good song. Simple pop song. Four Rom Hack by Origami Angel. Three 
I'd Love to Change the World by 10 Years Apart. Two is Versace Summer by Jank. And one is Call It a Day by Dean Ray. So, so Rom Hack? No, Versace Summer. Are you sure? Oh, wait. Rom Hack? Probably two points from you and five from me. Yeah. Versace Summer. Four it's points four from by you, me. three from me. Oh, fuck, they're tied. I mean, I win either way, but it's a tie between those two songs. So, congrats to Origami Angel and, what was it, Jank, for being the winners this week. Shall we go on to the next week, Mike? Yes. Week 22 now. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus Drunk Common People uh, is the week 22 name. Uh, Probably Drunk Common People. But let me start with the shout-outs really quick. Because I want to point something out. Do you out. have a bunch of shout-outs like I do for this week? No, I have two. I just wanted to point out something kind of weird. Oh, it's thundering outside. That's what I'm hearing. So if that gets picked up, we're about to get poured on here. Uh, William Shatner is on this playlist twice. And I think that's a crime against humanity that William Shatner has been on this before, like some of the greatest songs of all time that he gets two songs on this playlist. <laughs> and if I knew we were going to turn this into a podcast, I would have been like, no William Shatner. I know Mike got enjoyment out of them. But I'm the greatest it's a limited of amount time, of songs. Like, too old to be vegan. <laughs> but there's a limited amount of songs we can recommend. And I was like, I've wasted two picks on two William Shatner cover songs. Or actually, no. Too old to be vegan is not a cover. Common People is a cover of an a English pop band. Or a new wave band from the 80s. But like this is his most famous song other than Rocket Man. Which it, his spoken word. It's just like deliriously silly. It's not real music. But I just feel ashamed that I wasted two picks on William Shatner songs. Uh, so there we go. But you could tell our taste in music. Where we like find funny or like meme culture music. I think that's where I put William Shatner music. I don't know why this isn't real music. I mean, it's like a joke. Like he thinks, but like, but he thinks it's, it's good. See, okay, for the record, this is my number one this week. Oh, are um, you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll just. I didn't know I'll just that. Say, I'll just say what I want about it. This is your song too, by the way. Oh, so. why do? You... Yeah. Look. I, I want to hear about it because I don't know why you find it enjoyable and I'm genuinely interested. I'm not disagreeing with you, like, yeah. putting it number one. I just want to know. Um, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of William Shatner, but just reading of the lines and the monotone voice and the backing of the song buildup was kind of cool to me. Um, I like the story of the song itself. Um, just, like, the rich girl telling the narrator how she wants to experience what it's like to be poor and that whole, like, conversation argument type deal. Um... It's a good uh, kind of thing you can like attach to, um, but mainly I just think the the way he reads the lines and like the backing vocals to go the other of the other guy, um, and just like the instrumentals are kind of cool in general. I don't know um, why you hate it so much now. Well, it's really interesting. I don't know if you did any research on the song, but Ben Folds actually produced this album. Who you've even recommended a few songs now? Yeah, no, like I more recently. Uh, can, Ben Folds. That makes sense. 
so he like loved William Shatner and was like a fan of his on Star Trek. So when Shatner like approached him, he wanted to produce the album with him. And he got another famous, uh, I'm blanking on the name, but the guy who sings the vocals is another famous person. Um, and they like collaborated with him as well and like made it a choir at the end because they were trying to make it like common people take over the song at the end. Oh, that's cool. So it, it was it was interesting like, know, process and everything. Together. I feel dumb. That's good. No, it's it's fine. I think really about the song, you learn I mean, more and then sense. you appreciate Maybe I put it more. It together in like my subconscious. It's yeah. I don't know. I just I think it's more like a meme song to me. I can see why, but it's also kind of cool. The original song isn't very good in my taste either. We'll put a put it up on our Instagram so you can listen to it or listen to it on Spotify. It's like a 1980s new wave sound with a lot of like synth, so it's very different than this version. Uh, and it was really popular in England, but it like never made it over to the states, so it's like weird. Like William Shatner kind of brought it to the states in his weird version. Interesting story. Anyway, it's interesting why you like it. I get. I think I get why you like it, <laughs> but uh, I just can't get over the fact that it's William Shatner. I mean, it's it's just it's just a taste thing. I guess I don't I, I like. It. I said I don't like really. I don't really like William Shatner as a guy. I can see why you would say that. Um, he had a funny feud with Red Letter Media for some reason. Go look that up. I, I don't even know what Red Letter Media is. I mean, I've begged you to watch them. They're a really good YouTube channel, but I know it's fine. Whatever. I I've been begged to do many things, but I'm lazy. Um, I have a podcast. Uh, yeah, this is it. But my <laughs> point. My other shout out is your song, uh, "My GameCube Broke" by Uzu. That's the other song uh, I talk about. So we have similar. Well, those. This is just my shout out songs. Uh, so we can talk about your song as well. But let me just like say because when Mike recommended this song, <laughs> it was my like top played song for like a week straight. Because it's so fucking nostalgic. It's like, especially in the middle of the pandemic and everything, it made me go get my GameCube, set it up, just so I could listen to the noises again. Um, literally, this song is just like, remix, I guess is the best way to put it. Of just like, sounds that the GameCube used to make. And I never actually owned a GameCube growing up. But my friends did, and whenever they went on vacation, I went over to their house and stole it for wh- as long as they were gone, and then returned it, because I, like, babysat their house with my mom. And, like, that was the only time I got to play the GameCube, so it was, like, so exciting. Um, oh, God, this ge- GameCube and this song are, like, awesome. And seeing it again on the playlist and listening to it again, I still love it. It's, like, my nostalgic noise. Like, you always talk about nostalgia and, like romanticizing that idea like origami angel does this is where it does it the best i think yeah no the song's great um i have a little blarb about it it's a blarb i can you want me to read it now i guess um two sentences i said as the what are you laughing at blarb no i'm laughing at the enthusiast if you want me to read it out okay great yeah no i mean like if you want to do it now or later in the week. Oh, but yeah, yeah, do it now. I said it's the ultimate lo-fi song that has its own feel but incorporates old Smash sounds and sound clips. 
Um, it's a reliable song you can chill and relax to and nostalgically sulk over. Great song. Listen to it if you is, grew up playing is it Melee. Just Smash? Mm, I don't know. I'd have to listen to it again. I think there's also Sunshine in there. That would make sense. Because I think on the cover, even, there's a, uh, one of those creatures from Sunshine, which is the other game that I never like fully beat as a kid. And I always wanted to go back and beat it. But one day. Um, anyway, loved Melee. I'll beat you in Melee, Mike. I mean Ultimate, though. No, fuck that. You'll, you'll crush me. I just play Rob, and I'm an asshole. No, you play Meta Knight. And... <laughs> what, did I, what did I used to say? Move OP. Move OP, yeah, you know me. <laughs> Is that side B or something when he does yeah. the spin? Yeah, that's all I did with Mike, and he hated me <laughs> every second when I was doing that. Yelling, move OP, yeah, you know me. Next to him. Um, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I I just finished my um, full song notes. I just have shoutouts left, actually. I only had notes on common people on GameCube. I have like a long paragraph of shoutouts, though. I do over and over again. Okay, let me... Uh, I have two songs to actually talk about. So do you want to do like two of your shoutouts and then I'll do a song and then two well, more of your shoutouts or something? Just do one song, and then I'll just read this whole paragraph off, and then you can do another song, because okay. there's, there's not really... It's all one note. Okay. Uh, my first song that I want to talk about is Joyride by Adam Melkor. I think it's how you say his last name, from 2019. Um, first off, I saw this song on Michael Manzi's covers that people want him to uh, play, and I... Second that, I really want Michael Manzi to cover this song because I think it fits his style perfectly. So, Michael Manzi. Also, he has another single coming out on June 25th. I saw on Instagram. So, check if you want more out. Michael Manzi music? Go support our boy. Yeah, he's great. Um, uh, yeah, but this song, Adam Melkor's Joyride. Uh, he's a 29-year-old now. Singer songwriter or folk singer out of New Jersey. Uh, he, I, I think this song is like a perfect weird blend of like Spanish sounding music. I don't know what the exact term is, but like Spanish sounding was the best I could come up with on the fly. Uh, and acoustic ballads with like the trumpets being the driving force during the uh, what are they called interludes between the chorus and the new verse. So when those trumpets come in, they're just like, it's like that relaxing tone or pumped up tone back to the relaxing tone. To me, it sounds like uh, two radio stations being flipped back and forth. Like, a, I don't know. That's my best way to describe this song where the trumpets come in and then it goes back to this like soft, like guy, like just live, live recording, like a Francis Quinlan uh, recording. <laughs> How dare you? Michael Manzi recording session would be the, the correct reference. No, only Frances Quinlan on this podcast. We're going to say her name enough, so she's just going to pop up in an episode. Um, does she have Instagram? We should get her on. I think she does. Yeah. I think she'd be weirded out if she saw how much we talk or how much I reference her. Like, why the fuck do you say my name in every episode? Um, and say it wrong. Um, but uh, it says... <laughs> Uh, 
he says about this song, I think makes uh he says about this song that it's about letting things go for the better. Uh he talks about it how his family actually this was a real experience that happened to him where his family had a beat up car and they kind of just like were like fuck it, like let someone steal it so he can get rid of it. And it actually did get stolen and returned in like forty minutes because and it like broke down on a highway. So literally right. the story in the song really did happen. But it he also says it's a metaphor for his parents kind of neglecting their relationship and splitting up and like how they just kind of were like, it's going to happen. Um, and they kind of understood what was happening the whole time. Cause it was just like, they just sat them down and were like, this is it. Like we were like, Oh, we all expected it. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it, it's metaphor, but it's real and it's a good, like just, story-driven song, and it's I really enjoyed it. I, Yes, it is metaphorical and also real. A real experience. Did you catch my reference? No. What was uh, your reference? It's metaphorical. It was from Parasite. I didn't watch Parasite. You should. Yeah, I know. I know. Maybe you won't like it because you're rich, but whatever. What the f- I'm not- Cutting that shit. <laughs> no, it's funny. Um, sorry, that was a tangent. A um, tangential. Anyway, All right. I, great. Uh, my turn. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, my shoutouts. Um, I kind of just a bunch of quick hits. Um, El Fusilado is good. Distance is good. The AJJ song about being in a long-distance relationship, um, explicitly describing dealing with that. I drank and jerked off till I slept is a line from it. Um, Worry in my mind is kind of nice. Um, Soon Soon is a cool song by the Tom Rosenthal guy who has that viral home song on TikTok. Um, Tom Rosenthal kind of reminds me of Chappie, that type of vibe. Uh, Hipster, like, adventure dude. Um... Love you, Chappie. Grave is a noun. There's another good dynamic AJ song. AJJ song. Reminds me of the People songs by them. Uh, Too Drunk to Dream. Probably my lower tier of Stephen Merritt, but still pretty good. Just kind of shallow. Um, Scott Pilgrim versus my GPA. Kind of the climax of the Best Buds album. Um, like a huge like yelling finale. Calming with the uh, I Sleep Well Alone Now at the end. Like coming to terms with the breakup. Um, there are probably people out here, out there, like as passionate about Best Buds as I am with Origami Angel and Somewhere City. I just don't have it in me to round out that album like I do and gonna with Somewhere City. Um, even though I do really love Best Buds and Mom Jeans, not quite at that level, but yeah, those are my shout outs. Boom. I just I was watching you and you were so laggy on the video. <laughs> so I didn't know when you were actually going to end. Uh, so you were like five seconds behind your video person. Uh, but you actually mentioned my other song, Worry on My Mind by Suburban Legends from 2015. Uh, American ska punk band, surprisingly, from really? Huntington Beach, California. Yeah, this is not a ska song, but they are a ska band from like the 90s. Uh, but they didn't like, they kind of, this is like the only song on their album that's not really ska-like, especially on this album. And this is the last album before they broke up. 
um, or stopped touring. And then I think they broke up like three years later after that. But like their early stuff is like 90s ska, like pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, like checkered shorts and like throwing their feet up. Yeah, like trumpets. I got to I got to check them out. Yeah. So I was surprising to learn because I thought, oh, this is like a cool like lo-fi, not lo-fi, but like acoustic band it's like no it's a ska band like they got really famous playing at the disneyland resort where all ska bands got popular in like the 90s and early 2000s next to like real big fish and those other ones um that orange county scene with the uh, gwen stefani and oh fuck i forgot their names but all of those guys all from the same area of california uh but like most ska, uh, ska bands i said this already but they uh disbanded in 2016 because ska is one of those genres that you either love or hate, and most people hate, just like Nickelback. Um, oh, what is that? You wrote that down? Yeah, I did write that down, because I was going to forget. Uh, <laughs> my mind wanders. Um, and I'm willing to die in this hill, Mike. Uh, ska is good, and Nickelback is good. Uh, I think you agree for one of those, so you're like halfway up the hill with me, right? Ska is good. I don't know how how is it supposed to like convince me? I really don't understand. I'm not saying no. I'm saying that you're never gonna like Nickelback. It's the most contrived way to get me to um, say yes that Nickelback is good. You're like, I'm no. I'm saying that you're never gonna like Nickelback, but you're halfway up the hill. You like ska, right? Like well, you're, what do they have to do with ska. each other? Nothing. I'm just saying on this hill I'm on these one, two I, subjects. I feel like I'm just gonna if I sound like I'm agreeing with you. With that, because you're gonna make it sound like I'm agreeing with you that I like Nickelback. Oh yeah, I'm cutting this shit. You said agree, so I'm cutting it. I'm gonna be like, I agree with you, Seagull. What <laughs> 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 you're gonna sound like in the edit now? Uh, okay. Well, I'll die on this hill alone. Sky is good, and Nickelback is good. But uh, this song in particular, uh, in contrast to their other songs that are very ska sounding. Although this one has no trumpets or checkered colored shorts in sight, as uh, the perfect reflection song for like a scene in a movie. That's why I got it off my music for movies playlist. Another shout out. Maybe I'll just release that or like put it out there. There are other songs in it that I haven't talked about, and I love that idea of just music that could fit perfectly in movies. And this is one of those uh, songs I think. This, uh, the song speaks to living in the moment and loving the person or people right beside you and not dwelling on the past and how we always think of it as like in rose-tinted glasses. <laughs> I can't read what I wrote next. Uh, it was mad. Um, but anyway. Uh, anyway, you want to... What? I'm done. That's it. Yeah. I, I, my my next part was going to be like Mike romanticizing the pandemic with split seconds of playing Animal Crossing while the world burns around him. <laughs> but look who's and, inside know. again! It's just that around me. Me. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I'll do my top five first. Uh, my fifth or five is uh, "Distance" by AJJ, like Mike oh, mentioned. Like Glad. Yeah. I like that one. I didn't like the other one so much, so it's weird. Uh, but I like. I, this I don't one. know how you feel about AJJ. Like sometimes you're like, "Oh, I hate this." But... I've liked almost all of them <laughs> so far. Besides, brave as a noun. 
yeah, there was another one that we talked about one week that I really liked. Oh, the one about uh, Miss Robinson. Oh, I, I think that that's People too. Part Two. The Reckoning. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, so five is Distance fact. by AJJ. Yes. Four is Too Drunk to Dream by the Magnetic Fields slash Stephen Merritt, which we did not talk about, but obviously Stephen Merritt's making my list because he's Stephen fucking Merritt. Uh, three is Worry on My Mind by Suburban Legends. Two, My GameCube Broke by Uzu. And one is Joyride by Adam Melkor. Okay. Uh, mine, I have El Fusilado at five by Chumba Wumba. Uh, oh, you like that song? <laughs> Wait, is it not by Chumbawamba? What's it called? No, it is. It is by Chumbawamba. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I like that song. It's alright. That's the um, same. That's those are the same guys who I got knocked down, but I get up yeah, again. You're never yeah. gonna bring. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I like Sorry. that. Song. Uh, Brave is now to four. Scott Pilgrim versus my GPA three. My game you broke at two, which is I guess one. Um, and common people one. Seagull, I tied you. I think. Wow, I'm shocked that my GameCube broke is the best song from this week. <laughs> but I'll take it. I think it's a good song. It's probably the most low-key song to win that will win uh, a jam radio week. But I'm good with it out of all the songs. I'm glad William Shatner didn't win. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, as always, if you could like, subscribe, tweet, story put us on your story just say like hey guys this is a good podcast we listen to and if you do that we'll feature you on our stories but also and so in that vein share share the podcast uh be very helpful every little bit helps tell your friends tell your friends tell your musically inclined friends tell your musically dumb friends do whatever the fuck you want but share the podcast and we can be found at JM Radio Pod on all social medias. Don't forget the pod. I don't know why I keep saying that, but my head says to repeat it every time. So it's become my catchphrase. Is that it? Did I forget yeah. anything? Uh, I don't like, know. Tweet. Tell people about us. Uh, Talk to every uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, we release a new playlist. It's always up on Tuesday. It's just when I post it on Instagram. might be on Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, if we have a podcast out, it's usually Wednesday. So expect most playlists to be put on Instagram on Wednesday. But you can find them all on our link tree or in our stories on Instagram. There will be a link to them. You can click on to go to them instantly. Because we live in an instant world. Are you interested in everything all of the time? That is what we live in. Please stop. I don't want it to get stuck in my head. <laughs> Are you interested in everything all of the time? You got some listening to do. Okay, see you next week. No, 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 no. We're not copping out. We're doing this correctly. Count it down, Mike. Three, two, one. You got some listening you to do. You got some listening to do. That was mad late, Seagull. Yo, you're so laggy. So I was like guessing when you were going to start talking. Do I not sound bad? No, you sound fine. It's just laggy on the video end. Whatever. Bye. Bye. So long, Gay Bowser. See, it's my line, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>